Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Going Deep with Aaron Watson. I'm your host, Aaron Watson. This is a bit of a different episode than you may be used to if you've been listening regularly. No interview this time, it's just going to be me ranting and raving for a little while about the successful Kickstarter campaign that I put on in November of 2015. This recording is coming live from a brand new headset microphone combo that was purchased through the funds that I raised during my successful Kickstarter campaign, and as a result of that, I wanted to put together an episode that would outline how it all came to be, what I learned, uh, where I think the success of the campaign can be accredited to, and also issue some thank yous to the backers who helped make it all possible. So... To start things off, uh, real basically, Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform, but before I talk about how I chose Kickstarter specifically, I want to talk about where this idea came from. So as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I am the member of a mastermind group. I meet weekly with three other people who are all entrepreneurial, starting their own thing in the freelance online business space. And we talk about our goals, we talk about what's been going well, what's what we need to work on, what we're aspiring to in the future, and provide guidance to each other, which is incredibly, incredibly valuable. Um, I am a huge proponent of masterminds, and it would encourage everyone to try to create one. If you're, if you're trying to build something, create a group of people around you, find a group that you can connect with. Always feel free to tweet at me or email me goingdeeparen at gmail.com. If you have questions about that, I'm more than happy to answer. I'll be producing a blog post on that in the coming months, just kind of outlining how I found mine, which was pretty serendipitously, um, and also just what makes a great mastermind group effective. But we were talking, and one of the issues early on in the show, despite its success, despite it you know reaching new and noteworthy on iTunes and continuing to see the downloads grow month by month, was the fact that the sound quality was not quite where I wanted it to be. And so I was exploring ways to upgrade my equipment when my funds were limited. I, you know, I, I work, but I have bills, I have student loans, I have other expenses uh, associated with my ultimate Frisbee career that take up most of my budget and didn't really have the cash to splurge on new equipment. So I'd been looking into some crowdfunding stuff and kind of mentioned it at the mastermind group, just saying, you know, I, this is something I like, I feel like I could do, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm, like I've, I've mentioned it to one or two people. And what was really interesting is I had some friends who, as soon as I said it, including the people in the mastermind who just said, yes, absolutely, Aaron, do it. That's a great idea. And then I had almost the exact opposite. I had uh, actually one family member, you know, basically tell me right to my face, that's a really bad idea. You shouldn't do that and listed all the reasons he thought it was a bad idea, but it was a really tough, confusing time. I was getting these really polarizingly opposite signals, and I was trying to figure out what to do. So I you know, went to this mastermind group. They are very, they have their biases, but they're very supportive. They really give it to me straight. They're not going to bullshit me on anything. And I, uh, you know, as almost like a Freudian slip as I was explaining it, I said, you know, I know I could do it if I went all in. And they really latched onto that statement and said, Aaron, you're saying you can do it if it's all in. You know more than anyone else what you think you can do, what you're capable of, and you even said it. So why not go for it? And my one one member, Adam Harridan, who's just a wealth 
of wisdom and advice said, you know, this is a win-win. If you fail, you get to write a blog post and do a podcast episode about why you failed and explain it. And if you succeed, you get to do a blog post and a podcast episode about why you succeeded. So it's, so it's a win-win and maybe an extra win if you end up getting to get the equipment, but that's almost like icing on the cake. And with that, I was sold. I was going to make this happen. So I jumped headfirst into learning everything I possibly could about how to run a successful Kickstarter campaign. So I went, uh, you know, scoured the web, blog after blog after blog, not just looking at like the first Google result and being content there. Um, blog after blog. There are professionals out there who are exclusively dedicated to teaching people how to be successful on Kickstarter. Um, startups that are, have larger goals than I did will actually hire them to run the Kickstarter campaign and use all the tricks of the trade that they've learned to get the best result possible. I didn't have the, the funds to hire anybody. I didn't have quite the same goal. So I was bootstrapping this all myself. And the book that I read that was particularly helpful was Bold by Peter Diamandis. It was recommended to me that there's a chapter dedicated to crowdfunding and how to communicate to an audience, what needs to be considered when you're making that kind of move. And I took a lot of wisdom from there, but to kind of break down actually the strategies that I employed. So one of the mistakes I saw when I looked at some other crowdfunding campaigns that were not successful, and this is reiterated in those different blogs that I was reading and resources I was accessing, is that the work is really done before it is launched. Most of the work you're doing happens before the first day that your Kickstarter campaign is live. And that is in the form of just really relentless preparation as far as creating a video for your site, writing the copy, planning out the rewards for different levels of backers, and contacting your email list, your network to help get the juice going and get the campaign off to a fast start. The number one thing that was reiterated across the board is that your campaign will live or die in its first week. If you go through the first week and you get like 10, 5% of your goal funded, you don't have a great probability of being successful. It's all about an initial momentum that you can maintain through the entirety of your campaign. And that, that was true for me. I hit my goal in the first three days. The reason I did that was I put together a list of 70 to 80 close friends, family members, colleagues, people that I knew were interested in the type of work that I was doing. They were interested in seeing you know, a blog and a podcast that were covering the things that I've been covering. And I reached out to them and said, hey, coming down the pipe, I'm going to be launching a Kickstarter campaign. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's what it's all about. This is why I'm doing it with specific equipment that I'm looking for. I would love any form of support you can possibly offer. Obviously, donations are great. If you don't have the funds personally, because you know I have plenty of other friends who are not uh, breaking the bank by any stretch of the imagination, you can go and share it on social media, tell other people to check it out, drive traffic to the page. Um, Kickstarter is, and it's looking for this, the campaigns that are getting success, getting shares, getting uh, profile views, and they want to promote those because they want to promote the, the wins that their platform is creating. So talk to these people, even had some people saying, hey, Aaron, I wish I could have contributed right now. It's a shame that you didn't just, there's a, not a way to set that up or something to that effect. And I said, well, just hold your horses. It'll be here in a week or so. And so there was already a groundswell. There was already something building before my campaign launched. And 
a majority of the people on that list donated within the first four or five days. They pledged their support, and that is what kicked off the campaign with so much momentum. So from a social sharing standpoint, from a social proof standpoint, if I'm you know, promoting my campaign and it's already 50% funded and it's only been going on two days, that's exciting for someone. People want to be a part of a winning cause. You always hear of bandwagon fans. There can be bandwagon Kickstarter supporters. So that is a huge, huge part of what you're doing when you're running a crowdfunding campaign. Another part of it is the video. I'm not going to get into too much detail here. I'm no, by no means a video expert, but the important thing that's stressed by the crowdfunding platforms is that you need to have a video. It greatly increases your campaign's chances of success. And what I really aimed for, and this was from advice from that book, Bold by Peter Diamandis, will be linked to in the show notes, was that you need to be talking from a place of passion. You need to very clearly communicate what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what the backer can expect to get from backing the campaign. And so that was really my priority when I was shooting my video. You can still go, it's still up on the Kickstarter page if anyone wants to watch it. And the goal was really to communicate, hey, this equipment is not something you can kind of hack or cheat. So there's all sorts of things, you know, you can hack the sound, you can hack the social media strategy, you can, everyone's trying to hack everything, but there's no hack for high quality sound equipment. It is expensive, it is necessary for a good sounding show, and it makes a difference. So that is what I was explaining and I was explaining my passion for this show. I've, I've outlined this before, especially in the intro episode of the show, but you know, this is something that is not a spur of the moment. This is not something that I'm doing passively or you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm taking a real swing at this. This is something that I really want to, to make a reality. And I've invested a lot of my time and my effort into this. So communicating that helped my potential backers know that I was serious. So that was another really big part of it as well. And so the other part of that is really clearly communicating the rewards that are available to the backers. So the most common donation level for a Kickstarter campaign is $25. Uh, another very common level is right around $70. So those are the two that I started with. Uh, at $25, you get a Going Deep t-shirt. I've been sending those out throughout January. Those are all going to be shipped before the month is over. I also, at $70, along with the shirt, offered a 30-minute coffee date. This was a huge hack on my part. Um, this was, a, this was a really good idea on my part, not to toot my own horn, but these coffees have been really interesting in the sense that, you know, we're having a communication, I'm offering my time, and you have to put a price on your time, but it's been really fun to follow up because a lot of these people are friends or people that are, you know, acquaintances that I'd love to get to know better, and basically locking in that I'm going to get to have a good 30, 45 minute conversation with them has been enjoyable for me, so I've been talking with these supporters and stuff's going to come of that. There's going to be valuable connections and lessons and further networking that is born from that reward. So I would definitely recommend that as far as an offering. Offering your time to like-minded people is a very valuable thing and, and was a cool reward to offer for the Kickstarter campaign. But the big reward that was offered was sponsorship of the podcast. And that is 
one of the multiple avenues that I'm taking towards making this a sustainable enterprise and eventually putting bread on the table and being my primary source of income. And so getting the show sponsored is you know a huge task. You have to build an audience, show really good download numbers. And as far as the Kickstarter campaign, people got excited. They wanted to sponsor the show. And we've actually had four sponsorships born from the Kickstarter campaign, which is really cool. We're working on getting all that together and that'll come out over the coming months. But this is kind of one of those things where when I started it, I was not saying, you know, if I run this Kickstarter campaign, maybe I'll get some sponsors. That was never the intent. That was never the initial idea. But it's this extra cool benefit that was born from this endeavor. So it's been really cool to see that. And it's actually moved my timeline up. I've gotten more prepared in terms of how I'm going to solicit future sponsors, continue to generate interest in the show. And I would never have had the opportunity to pursue that if it hadn't been for the Kickstarter campaign. So that's something I'm very thankful for and also just learned a lot from. You never know um, exactly what benefit you're going to get from going out on a limb and pursuing something that you're a little scared of. And, and, and I was a little scared. There was scary proposition for me. It was putting myself out there. That's something I'm generally comfortable with. You know, I'm hosting a podcast. I'm writing publicly on the internet. Not that, you know, tens of thousands of people are reading it, but people are, you know, reading what I'm writing and listening to what I'm saying. So it's something that even despite that comfort was, you know, pushing me outside my comfort zone. And, you know, moving forward, if I have another project, I would run another Kickstarter campaign. I'm not planning on doing that anytime soon, but it's now something that I'm comfortable with, I understand better, and can see that there is a mutual value present in the crowdfunding model. Someone who's backing me is also getting, along with whatever reward I'm offering, is getting the good feeling of, hey, I'm supporting someone, I'm supporting this project, and not feeling me not feeling guilty about that is a huge development and also another thing that I would coach any potential crowdfunding campaigner on. Also, in terms of other unexpected developments from this Kickstarter campaign, I've also started a newsletter. So as a part of, so after the campaign's complete, you issue a survey to the backers. You know, if they got a shirt, what size shirt are you? Where do I mail it to? All that good stuff. But you can ask them anything. So I included, would you like your email to be included in my forthcoming non-spammy newsletter? And I got a lot of yeses. I'd say it's about 85% yes from the, the backers. So that's an initial jump of people who are subscribing to the first version of the Going Deep newsletter, which will be coming out on the first day of February. So that has been a nice additional thing that came from the campaign that I wasn't necessarily anticipating, but now is going to be another pillar of my blog and podcast. There's plenty of people who aren't on Twitter, don't check it regularly, and aren't necessarily staying up to date with all of the developments of going deep with Aaron Watson. So a monthly newsletter is going to include uh, my best podcast episode. So it's, it's a little subjective, but I'm going to look back which episode got the most downloads or really seemed to resonate with the most people. I'm going to post, I'm going to put that in the newsletter. I'm going to put my top blog post. So whichever one got the most traffic and got the most interest from readers, I'm going to include a recommendation for the best book that I read that month, along with the best links. So I've been doing the digital content curator, putting together these links regularly, and what are the best of the best. So I'm featuring 
six or seven best links each day in the digital content curator, but what are the three or four very best links I read all month? So a lot of people showed some interest in getting that delivered directly to their inbox. If you want to subscribe, you can just visit the goingdeepwitharen.com website. There are boxes everywhere where you can opt in. That is a big addition to the site that's happened in the last month. So definitely check that out. But more than anything, I am just so thankful for everyone who has supported me in this endeavor. Like I said, there were both friends and family supporting me. And at the same time, I you know, met new people and people came out of the woodwork to support me that I didn't know. I, d I had no idea they existed four months ago. And now they're supporters of the show. They are friends. They are people that I've connected with and will hopefully continue to work with in the future. And for that, I'm so, so thankful. So I want to wrap today's episode with some thank yous just so uh, that is where the equipment faltered and I was unable to continue recording. So we are back on the other microphone. Apologize for that, but I just wanted to end the episode with a number of thank yous that I need to issue to the people who made this possible. I could not have done it without them. So start things off, Liam Rosen, uh, both a colleague at Top Score and the new editor of Skyd Magazine, an absolute boss and uh, someone I continue to learn from regularly. Joe Marmerstein, a new teammate and friend in 2015, who's got a cool blog and does some really cool Ultimate Frisbee reporting. So it's really cool to learn from you, Joe. Thank you so much for supporting. Kenny Chen has sourced a number of guests for the show, also a supporter through the Kickstarter campaign. You are an awesome, awesome guy. Thank you so much. Alex Galbraith, my lifting buddy and close friend, thank you uh, for supporting me. Squirrel Hill Chiropractic, the office that I use to keep me on the field. They fix my back. They fix injuries all over the place. I would not be able to continue playing if it weren't for them. Had an anonymous donor from Pit Ultimate. Thank you so much. The Pit Ultimate program has meant so much to me, and I've grown so much from my time in that program. So I'm just thankful to have been a part of that. Greeno, another supporter, also has helped me edit a few episodes of this podcast, has taught me some things, and uh, just really admire his work ethic and his. Uh, spirit. So you are awesome. Dan O'Connor, the very first backer to donate. You are the man. Thank you so much. Tyler Kunza, one of my best buddies, an old lifting buddy and a longtime teammate. I, I really admire you. Thank you so much. Uh, the Start Now Pittsburgh newsletter. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, want to know what's going on uh, on the entrepreneurial scene, just in general, what is the here and now of Pittsburgh business. You need to check out the Start Now Pittsburgh newsletter. I get that in my inbox every Monday morning. Jimmy Leopard of Upcall Ultimate doing some really cool things over at his blog, Upcall Ultimate. Be sure to check him out. Dan Tromblay, Tron, your brother. I cannot wait to celebrate Canada Day with you this year. Looking forward to that. Larry Joya, the third guest of the show, and an absolute super connector, someone I've learned so much from and really admire. Thank you so much. Whiskey with Wes, a cool YouTube channel that you should be checking out to liven up your libations and take your whiskey game to the next level. Be sure to check that out. 
James Park from the Los Angeles Aviators. Had a great talk with James about what he's doing on the West Coast of the AUDL and uh, hope to continue to learn more about you and uh, become better friends there, James. Thank you so much. Kevin Tang, one of the most thoughtful people I know, really admire you and thank you for your support. Uh, Elizabeth Craig Photography both supported the campaign and also supported uh, me through the headshots and pictures that are on the website it's fantastic if you are looking for a wedding photographer in the pittsburgh area you need to check them out ryan from cb insights excited to see what cb insights is doing also excited to see what you're doing thank you so much for the support carly schwab michael wilson adam pelig jojo you are all fantastic thank you so much for supporting my kickstarter campaign ryan richardson one of the hardest workers i've ever met a relentless workhorse someone who inspires me on a regular basis uh thank you so much for your support and continue doing your things i can't wait to see where you go paulson damaski a very very old friend and uh really meaningful that we were able to reconnect recently after some time you know doing our own thing alex thorne you're the man you already knew that though mark fedorenko a awesome awesome dude consummate teammate and the wrecking ball so thank you so much for supporting dave and porty watson i need to get out to cal i need to get out to california and see you along with james park we need to make that happen sometime soon and nathan d hessington the sixth you are one of the funniest guys ever thank you so much for supporting the kickstarter campaign and art and denise chow you are fantastic i love you last but certainly not least i need a special thank you to go out to my family members who have supported me through all this aunt Cheryl, you rock uncle denny you are the man Holly, I love you. You're the best cousin ever. Mom and dad, thank you so much for your unwavering belief in me. And Ashley, I couldn't have done this without you. Thank you, everyone who has been listening. And if you are still listening, you are amazing. Be sure to check out the newsletter or hit me up on Twitter if you ever need anything. I am always available to you and so, so thankful for your continued attention. Hope you have a fantastic day and that you learned something from today's episode. Mm-hmm.